Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. Welcome in, Loons fans, to another week here on Loon Talk with myself, Jonathan Harrison, alongside Dan Terrar. Dan, how are you doing today, sir? Great. Excellent. Love Mondays. I love October Mondays when it's this nice out. Great. It's great as the weather's just kind of getting a little bit chilly, but also not like too crazy chilly, but it's just, it's perfect. I was looking, uh, last year it was on October 20th when we got that, what did we get, about eight inches of wet snow? (laughs) Yeah. That's not that far away, but... No. I mean, I I think think we're... I think we'll avoid it this year. I think we're going to be November for the first snow, which is more normal lately. Yeah, that's what it looks like is that November is going to come for the first snow. So probably outside of loon season. Uh, Speaking of which, let's jump right into loon talk this week. Uh, Remember, you can find us anywhere you find your podcasts. Give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. It does help us get found. Um, Dan Terrar and myself, we do also broadcast this on uh, our Scornorth's YouTube channel. It does get posted there. Uh, shortly after we post the podcast version of it, so go take a look at that. Go watch us talk soccer if you want to do that. See our see our nice offices if you mm-hmm. want to do that. Um, and then we are also, if you haven't figured this out by now, I don't know how, after listening to 25 weeks of this, we are the radio broadcast team for Minnesota United Matches. They can be heard on Score North on AM 1500, the Score North mobile app, and live.scorenorth.com. So, Dan, let's jump into Minnesota's Week in review, it's probably going to be our most disappointing week in review since probably the beginning of the season, I'd say. Since since May, yeah, it has yeah, to be. Since May, yeah. I mean, Ugh. the two games, I guess we'll just discuss them in broad strokes. D.C. United, 3-1 loss at D.C. last Wednesday, and then a nil-nil draw at FC Dallas that also felt like a loss. Um, just a couple of just poor results. Let's start off with the D.C. one a little bit. Hindsight is always going to be twenty twenty, but even before going into it, and you and I say this all the time, we're never one to question tactics from Adrian Heath. We're never one to question lineups or substitutions just because he knows more about soccer than we'll ever know. We can think we know what we're talking about, but for the most part, just essentially got to trust him. But this one felt like it was a very questionable lineup and formation. Yeah, I did, and, and you know, I was worried about what would happen in the midfield, and it was Ja'Cory Hayes and Will Trapp, and those two, those two really tried to make it work, uh, but they, it just didn't work. And <laughs> and I think that, you know, we talked about it after the match on the post-game show that I, I think we understood why he was doing that. Yeah. Um, midweek match uh, against uh, the, the best goal scorer in the league. So I think what he was doing was say, hey, we're not going to let – we're not going to let Pep – we're not going to let this guy beat us. So yeah. we're going to put – three middle backs in there there'll be nobody scoring in the middle and they didn't so um you know it just it just with when the team's been struggling at times when the team has been bad it's usually because they have not the midfield just can't do anything Reynoso was out for a while the midfield struggled they couldn't move the ball and they couldn't get distribute the ball up front so you know I while I understand some of the reasonings behind that five uh five defenders it just it just didn't feel right going in and it obviously didn't look right during the match and it didn't end well. So, um, you know, that's, but like you said, that's hindsight. So yeah, the five defenders, uh, set up well to stop the, uh, Ola Kamara, basically. That's what their main target was to stop him from getting the ball. And they couldn't really cross it in. They didn't really find a whole lot from him that night. I mean, the, the times he did get on the ball, it was, 
it was really shut down pretty well from from those defenders, and he gets he gets the goal off a penalty kick in the first half. Uh, yeah. The other two goals happened because one Roma Metinier, I believe, or no Bakai Debasi, excuse me, slips uh, defending Ola Kamara, who then just passes it easily into the middle of the field yeah. to Julian Gressel at the end of the first half, and then the third one is a will trap turnover, and no one tracks back to stop the the DC counterattack, and DC is able to just pass the ball around until they find an open space couple seconds later and just passed it into the back of the net so it's not like dc really found ways to break down the minnesota attack they came on kind of mistakes and quick turnovers which i mean if that's that's pretty much how dc's played all season is banking on teams mistakes high pressing the hell out of them and they did that on wednesday night with the and the loons played right into it with just the two-man midfield but the attack with the three guys up there, didn't really get a whole lot of service, and when they did get it, they weren't able to hold it up because you're asking Robin Lode to play a target man, and he's just not that kind of a player. Yeah, and you ask any coach in almost any sport, you know, what's a good you know attribute of your team is that they will take advantage of other teams' mistakes. It doesn't matter if it's the NFL, the NHL. Um, when they give you a turnover in the red zone, you better score in, in the NFL. And so uh, DC now that and I didn't really think about this till you pointed out you know the way they scored, they really took advantage of mistakes that. Yep. Buckeye DeBassi rarely makes a mistake, yeah, and no. he didn't really make a mistake. He slipped, and and he knew he he knew he was in trouble. And and then Will Trap, well, let's count Will Trap's mistakes all year. Uh, there's one. Yeah, not a whole lot. That's yeah. about all I got. So they really took advantage of mistakes by guys who rarely make mistakes. And boy, that's the that's the that's a sign of a really good team and probably a well coached team. So. You know, this was just what, you know, and, and again, you go back to, it's easy to look back on it now, but if things had gone differently, Minnesota got to the second half scoreless, you'd say, hey, this is working. It's a midweek game. You're missing some of your better players. Reynoso was out. You know, you'd be, if we switched that around and gotten that 0-0 draw in D.C., we probably wouldn't have felt too bad about it right. with that lineup. So, yeah, you know. Yeah. Hopefully. Brighter brighter days to come, I hope. Yeah, hopefully. Unfortunately, they followed that up with a very disappointing nil-nil draw at FC Dallas. That one, because of... Oh, that was a draw? Yeah. I thought we lost. Like it. It you know what? I even... I got home and, and my uh, my son says, oh, I didn't I didn't listen tonight. What'd they do? I said, ah, oh, they lost. And I said, oh, no. I, no, they, it was a draw. Yeah. It certainly has, like, the past couple of days, felt like a loss. It has, yeah. yeah. It really has. FC and... Dallas are awful this year. They're firmly <laughs> near the bottom oh. of the Western Conference, and rightfully so. They just don't play really good soccer. And Minnesota United on Saturday went in there and played down to played down to the competition. That's something we talked about last week is this team still plays down to competition too much, and they did that on Saturday. They went back to the supposed good lineup, but they couldn't grab control of the game. FC Dallas felt like they were controlling that match from the get-go. Yeah, it felt like one of those matches where we really made them look good. Um, Absolutely. I mean, we, they, and, made the, they made the goalkeeper look good. How, how pathetic is it that we're playing a team in their stadium and yeah. in a scoreless match in the second half, they, they button it down and throw everybody deep to preserve the draw? I, I was act, I'm actually the more I think about it since then it, it's I'm, it's embarrassing for them 
Oh, absolutely. Why, why? Why would you? Why would you expect fans to come back and pay good money? And there weren't that many of them there, by the way. Uh, play good money where you can go out and not try to win. Yeah. At home, not try to win. Then once once we went a man down, all of a sudden there was a little push. But I'm going, come on, man! You got it. You got to You're having a bad season. You've got to at least go out there and try and win at home for the fans. But there was no interest there. There's no interest in winning, just just not losing. Just get a that's tie. A team that next that's season, ugly. That's a team that next season is going to look a whole hell of a lot different because they're not they're not Marco Ferruzzi because he the way he's been basically coaching this team since he he fired Luchi Gonzalez. He probably ain't going to have that job anymore. No. So he'll be I would have fired I would have fired him last weekend. So not only is Luchi Gonzalez and Mark Bertie <laughs> going to be gone. They're going to have a new head coach. They're probably going to have a new uh director of sporting operations there. Uh and you're not going to have Ricardo Pepe if reports are to believe he's going to be sold for nearly 20 million dollars this offseason. So they're going to yeah, have that's, a that's nice money. chunk of change to that's nice. throw around in the offseason. And So I wonder if if a coach has been fired and then the interim coach named ever has been fired. I couldn't tell you. I think I, I think there's just thing, I think there's just cause for it. I don't know. After the way he played on Saturday, absolutely. I mean, with the way Minnesota was playing against him, why not try and take advantage of it? And they well, what do they it. have to What do they have to lose? Yeah. What, what I don't so get it. Austin Austin creeps up a couple points closer to you at the bottom of the Western Conference. <laughs> oh darn! You're already yeah. there. Yeah, I don't know. Oh well, it was whatever. FC Dallas were bad. Minnesota were bad as well. Um, yeah. But I think. The one of the bigger questions out of that game, uh, we'll talk about the red card here in a second. What does it say about where this club feels Adrian Anu is at, or where they're at with him? That in a must-win game, squad is tied nil-nil, needing a goal against a side that's essentially given up hope of winning or even scoring a goal, and they don't even bring in their designated player striker. It it just means that they've lost all confidence in him. And and, and I, I'm not did, saying they just killed any confidence that that kid well, had left. Th- there's such a there's such a balance there between yeah. we don't have confidence in him, and I know for a while they were they were getting him in the lineup, getting some starts, hoping he would get his confidence back. He just never did. And, and don't I'm not going to feel sorry for for Anu because he get he had plenty of chances and plenty of games, plenty of minutes. He's not scoring goals. He's not doing his job. And I think it's gotten to the point now where at this point in the season, with with the limited number of games left, you can't keep giving him chances if he's not producing. You gotta go with Robin Lode, who scored up there. And I know what you're gonna say. You're gonna say, but why put in Fernando Adi? Exactly. I mean, they brought in Fernando Adi the past two games. Is is it really that bad with Adrian Anu that Fernando Adi, who can't dribble the ball or can't put one good touch on the ball, is better than Adrian Anu? Is it has it really gotten that bad? Because as we saw in the DC, I think it was the DC United game, uh, Fernando Adi had a good chance to get a goal, but his first touch basically went 17 yards away from him. <laughs> He's so bad; it, he doesn't provide anything. I mean, he had there was a little spark when he was playing the target man role that Robin Lode was playing in the DC game. There was a little spark there, but after that, he didn't see anything. And in the what two hundred minutes we've seen from him, he hasn't really performed anything. And since he left Portland five years ago, he has done nothing. 
Is this a, uh, and I don't know. That's a great question. I knew you were going to ask it as soon as it came up. And I don't know. It almost feels like it's a case of where once you get in, uh, once you get in Adrian's, Adrian Heath's doghouse, you can't get out. Yeah. It's a one way door. And, and, you know, I guess you could look back at some of the other guys that we've brought in to play that, that, uh, number nine. It just seems like there's, there's, it's like, and, and there's got to be a threshold where you, Give him a chance, give him a chance, and finally you go, enough. This isn't going to work. We got to try something else. And we've seen that point hit with, you know, we could probably, if we really tried, we could rattle off about eight or ten strikers. And Adrian Anu is, just seems to be number 10 or 11, whatever that number is, that once there's a certain, and I don't know how you know when you get to that point, only I guess Adrian Heath knows, but I think sometimes you get to that point, you go, okay, that's it. I can't waste any more time on this guy. He isn't going to help us. And then once you've decided that, then he's sitting on the bench. And I guess my question is, why is he on the bench? You're not going to use three strikers in a match. Yeah. At least not not that I can picture. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they should start him or be giving him more minutes. It's just, is it really that bad that Fernando Adi, a guy who has <laughs> who's been given nearly 200 minutes and has .2 xg on the season, I don't think he's put in that many shots. Let me <laughs> let me take a quick look at the FB ref site on how many shots Fernando Adi has put in this season. He's had three shots all season in 200 minutes as a striker, <laughs> and he was given a start, I believe, one time. Uh, yeah, I think he was. In yeah, matches, I mean, he's played five matches and put in three shots as a striker. The only thing I could think of is that, you know, he's he's got size. He's like 6'4". Yeah. He's a big dude. You bring him and, in to basically be the guy on at the end of long crosses. Yeah. I don't you know what? I don't know. And I and I honestly, if I had to make that decision the way things were going on on Saturday and I looked on the bench and I saw Adriana New and Fernando Adi, I I'd, I don't know that I'd even make a move. I just, yeah, at this point, just I don't have everybody on the field. I don't have point? any. I just don't feel confident in either one of those guys. Well, you and, gotta be confident because you gotta use one <laughs> on Saturday, on Sunday. And and you know, I think for me, the, the, what I'm looking at, uh, when I'm thinking about to what I've seen so far, and then I look at the stats, I'm more obviously confident in Adrian Anu. Because he's at least getting in areas. He's at least finding... Yeah, but he, but he can't... He just, yeah, it's just his final touch is awful. He's got, if you're looking at his stats, go to XG. He's got 7.4 XG on the season in 12 minutes. That's expected goals, for those who don't know. He's got 7.4 expected goals, and, you know, there's people who don't like who don't like analytics and stuff like that, fine. But it that says that he's finding areas and getting in dangerous areas, but his shot is awful. His final shot is awful, and everything shows that, and, and the eye test shows that as well. But the eye test is also showing he's at least trying and getting in dangerous areas. It's just he can't, he doesn't have the confidence to get, to put that final ball in. And I'd rather have that on the field than Fernando Adi, who just kind of lumbers around and doesn't do much. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can lumber around and not do right. much. I've been yeah. accused, I've been accused of that here many times. I did that Sunday at, at the Vikings game. I lumbered around and didn't do much. Uh, you know what? And I don't. And again, okay. So you said it. You said if it was your call, you would start. You'd start Adrian Anu, or you'd at least bring him in. See, it was evident pretty early on that this was not going to be a night where where Robin Lode was going to be successful in, in that number nine spot. 
too many big bodies. It just wasn't his type of game. But I don't going forward. I still honestly, I, I would look at those two on the bench, and I think I'd, I, I think I'd flip a coin. Yeah, I, I just don't think either one of. And, and you're right. You're absolutely right. Anu has 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 had chances. Has made some some good runs. He seems to get himself in a good position, but. Hey, not scoring is not scoring. Right. You yeah. know, he's You're not putting he, him in the back of the What net. is he? He's he's closer to not scoring. He's closer to scoring than than the other guy. Well, okay, but he's still not scoring. So, yeah. it, let's just face it. it. This if you had to sum up the first 5 years of this franchise, you'd just put no striker. Yeah, no striker. Right? Whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, no. Beyond the fans favorite of Christian Ramirez who had one good season after that, Give it me wasn't a break. He didn't he didn't do much. I mean, but yeah, I mean, Christian Ramirez was not a starter in this league except for an expansion franchise. Yeah. Sorry, he was a starter because we were an expansion team. Yeah, because I didn't see anybody picking him up and throwing him right in the starting lineup when he left here. So where is he now? He's where is he now? Marine. Like Bangladesh or somewhere, or <laughs> Ethiopia, or where the hell is he? Scotland. Oh, that's right, Aberdeen. I I, I guess I can see how Aberdeen Just, sounds it's not, exotic enough. It's not Scottish. It's crap. <laughs> Uh, so that kind of actually guides us into my one big question. Dan, hit the sounder. Can we? Are we done with the talking about the the two crappy games we just saw? We'll get back to the red card. No. All right, you, all right. It's time for the big question. Question. question we'll get back question, to the question, red card in a question, second, question, but question, we kind of just lead right into the one big question. All right, what uh, is it? Lay it on me. Up, let me pull up the graphic. Dan, our one big question for the week: Has recruitment been good enough lately? And I want to term that lately because. If we go all five years, it's going to take forever. So let's just no, look at the last two. Let's just look at the last two years when this team has been built up to compete for the Western Conference title and get to the MLS Cup. The well, good, when you say when you say recruitment, you mean only players, international players, brought in? Or are you talking about anybody they've added to the team? Pretty much anybody they've added to the team is what okay. I so I look at the good, and follow me here. I I put in Bakai Debasi. Franco Fragapane, Emmanuel Reynoso, obviously. I put in Will Trapp and Tyler Miller. Yeah, Will Trapp was one of the biggest pickups they've made. And also, uh, even though he looked off last time he played, Nico Hansen I would put on that list as a good Already? pickup. I have him as questionable. So, I think I don't think we've seen him for very many games at his best. So that's why I haven't been He's on the to... bubble. He's on the bubble. And then... The guys I haven't been able to decide on yet. Adrian Anu, we just talked about him. We can talk about that more. Uh, what I have, Nico Hansen and DJ Taylor, just because we haven't seen too much of them. Um, the guys I had as bad, here are the bad. Fernando Adi, I've seen enough. After 172 <laughs> minutes, I've seen enough. Ramon Avila, I mean, that you don't Who? really need to say much because they shipped him out of here so quickly. Uh, Juan Aguadello, we've seen enough. Sure, hasn't you know. really done much. Uh, Kai Kamara. That didn't work out well last year. Raheem Edwards, uh, from everything we heard, was a pretty toxic atmosphere in there with him. That's why they shipped him out of here right away. The guys I have in between that I don't know, obviously, Adrian Anu, I already mentioned Nico Hansen, DJ Taylor. Yuka Raitala, I mean, Meh. could be bad. Just yeah. hasn't really done, lived up to whatever they expected of him. I mean, I hope they didn't expect a whole lot from, from a 33-year-old. Uh, Jose Aja, who is kind of here and gone in a flash. Uh, Ja'Cory Hayes, he's been here a decent amount of time. 
he's shown flashes of being a decent backup and then shown that he's a backup for a reason. And then Luis Amarillo, we didn't see enough of him. And then Marlon Harrison and Aaron Schoenfeld, we just didn't see enough. So can't really judge whether he was whether they were good enough or not. We got to up that list of so forwards. overall has recruitment been wow. good enough? That's the list. You know, there. But don't you think that's true with any team? There's always you, you remember the successes, and there's a, that pile of guys that come and go, and you forget about them. I think every team has that. Has it been good enough? Are you getting well, it enough was, from the top-end guys? It, it was good enough to get them to the Western <laughs> Conference Finals last year. Yeah. Um, it's hopefully good enough to get them back in the playoffs this year. Um, are they getting enough? I don't know. I'm, I'm on fence on that one because some the of the guys they brought in have been so good, the yeah. ones you mentioned, but then there's this whole parade of guys. You got a whole nother squad's worth of guys. You could field a team of eleven that you yeah. just mentioned, um, and they weren't. And but how many of those moves were just brought in because we need a body? I mean, Aaron Schoenfeld was never going to play a part in this team's success. No, but that's, that's he was brought in because it. they needed someone to fill a spot, and he was the best guy available, at least but, or or best guy they could they could land. The Aaron Schoenfelds and Luis Amarillas and yeah. Kai Kamara's are kind of part of a bigger conversation here with the recruitment is that you bring these guys in because you need goals. You need someone up top that can give you goals, and none of those guys have been able to do it consistently no. or stay on the field healthy enough to do it consistently. And Andre Nanu looks like at the moment, I mean, we all threw out – I mean, a lot of people threw out Robin Lode right away after that first season and didn't expect much from him, and he's only right. gone on to become one of the best players – on this team, if not one, if not the best, besides Emmanuel Reynoso. So Audrey Nunu could still turn it around next year, but for a team that is coming off a Western Conference uh, final, and you were, what, 18 minutes away from going to the MLS Cup final, Rough, and you bring yeah. in Audrey Nunu to basically be your key striker to get you past the Western Conference final, to get you the MLS Cup final, just not good enough. I mean, you're getting, as you said, from your... The guys who have been good for me, you're getting all-star level talent from those guys. That's great. That's what you want. But the rest of it, you're not getting enough. I the depth of it, you're not getting enough from. That's where it. That's where it kind of leans for me is that you're getting good, you're getting great from those guys who are performing for you. But the rest of it just hasn't been good enough. You're not. You don't have enough enough depth around what you've been what after your top end talent. So, and I keep coming back to Anu. Do you think that they should have just let him continue to play, to start, to get quality minutes if he hasn't? Because at some point, you gotta you gotta say this is not working. I mean, if you were it, in a better position in the Western Conference right now over these last three games, if you were a much more solid ground going into this playoff race then absolutely. Then you give him more minutes. You keep giving him minutes, hoping that he'll hit form going into the playoffs. But right. because of the way the season started and how close this playoff race has become, you got to just go with what works. It doesn't matter if it's pretty or not. Just score yeah. a goal and hope that's all that you need because you're not going to get much more from this offense. Um, but if, yeah, if I wouldn't have kept giving him minutes, I credit Adrian Heath just going back to the false nine and no, because he knew that worked. But Adrian, you knew you you would have hoped would have worked out better based off the money they spent and how much they hoped that he would have come in and done up top. Yeah, I just think that question 
has recruitment been good enough is such a broad question because, but if you try and put it all together overall and you have to say good enough, I say it's good enough. It's not great. Yeah. It's not bad, but it's good enough. But but we don't want to be good enough. We want right. we want to compete for an MLS title. Then it's not good enough for that. Yeah. So it all depends on what your goals are. And assuming that everybody's goals to win the MLS Cup, then it's probably not good enough because I just don't think they're going to win it this year because there's just too many problems. So is it good enough? No. I think it's been pretty good. But I guess the answer to is it good enough? No. It's not good enough. It's got to be better. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. I mean, yeah. It's- it's been good enough to get you competitive, to at least keep you in games against some of the top teams in this league and possibly win some of those from time to time, like they did against Seattle at Allianz Field in July. But if your goal is to win in the playoffs and win MLS Cup Final, I don't think it's been good enough to do that quite yet no. because that middle ground to the bottom just hasn't been good enough for you. You're not getting enough out of those guys. You're not getting enough out of the guys who aren't your top-tier guys. So. Yeah, it's like Cal, it's it's like Cal Williams' haircut. Is it good enough? Yeah, I mean it's good enough. I mean it's not great, but it's good enough. You know, good enough. You know, I'm gonna send this audio clip to him. He can when you when you when you you know when your when your son has to clean his room, he'll go. Oh, yeah, it's good enough. I mean, it's not good, but it's it's good enough. Then you just open up the toy chest, lower and the bar, crammed Low, in there. And you know, just like the, how did you the feel good enough bar and like seventeen toys inside <laughs> that little toy chest? That's uh, good enough. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So back to at least the one final note we didn't get to from the week: uh, the red card on Emmanuel Reynoso. You and I kind of went off about it on the broadcast. It does not deserve to be a red card. And according to Andy Greeter, the team has filed an appeal of Reynoso's red card. Um, They'll reportedly hear back in the next few days. But currently, because of that red card, he will be one of five guys missing from that Colorado match that we'll talk about in a second. But that red card... Don't don't hold your breath on the appeal. Right. Because that that means the league gets to say, we and our officiating crew were wrong. But everybody can see that they were wrong. I, I, I'm I, fairly positive the Dallas defender knew, or Sean knew he was, knew it wasn't a red card. Oh, he, he came away, he came card. away laughing. He was yeah. laughing about it. That um, was an embarrassing red card. That's what, the only way to say it, because it was embarrassing because not, they didn't call it on the field. They kept going on play and then they went to VAR. The ref actually went over to the monitor and checked him like, oh yeah, now it's a red card. What yeah. How do you look at that replay, even in slow motion, and say, yeah, that was definitely intentional, it deserves to be a red card because dangerous play? I don't see uh, – yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing how – no matter how many times you watch it at whatever speed, reverse angle, whatever you want, you still don't know what Emmanuel Reynoso's intent was. Yeah. So you have to call what you can see – not what you think he was thinking, because you don't know what he was thinking. I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know if he tried to do it. He might have. He, he's, he's, he's an aggressive kid. He might have tried to do it. But from what you see, there is no proof that he tried to do that. Yeah. You're guessing what his intent was. And to throw a red card out because of that, it just bothers me. And, and that's not, and that doesn't seem like that's the way you want VAR to work, where a referee does, where the VAR ref, Tells Riffy, hey, you know, next stoppage of play, which we were lining up for a corner kick at that time. Let's, yep. let's, you should come take a look at this. Really? I don't know what he was thinking. I mean, so, 
I, you know what? We this has been a year. You know, and if you're gonna have VAR, that's great, but you better get it figured out. You got to get it down right. You got to use Absolutely. it. If you're gonna use it, use it correctly. And we've seen it with all season long with what's a handball? I don't even know. We, you know, we got away. From, we got away from that for a while. So now it's you know what's a foul? So you know, but that's but that's soccer. Soccer's always been that way. It's always been um, very subjective. I think other than balls and strikes in baseball it's probably the most you know subjective sport to be an official in um so you know there you go but i don't i don't hold my breath as far as anything being overturned on that but you know you got to file the appeal so you at least can say you tried yeah and it does mean as i mentioned that for the next game this sunday october 10th at allianz field emmanuel reynoso at the time or at the current moment of recording he will be one of five players missing from the Loons lineup that day. Those other four, Michael Boxel, Roman Metzner, and Robin Lewis from the starting lineup. And then you as well from the bench. All those guys will be off to play for their national teams. Congratulations to all them. Um, I know they all love to play for their national team. So congratulations to them as they all go look to hopefully qualify for the World Cup for their home nations. Um, but Colorado, uh, if you haven't known or noticed or heard the news, that match time was moved up from 4 p.m. to 3 p.m. So pre-match now is at 2.30 p.m. Kickoff at 3 p.m. on Score North on AM1500, scorenorth.com, and the Score North app. Uh, Dan and I will be broadcasting that one from Allianz Field. Cannot wait to be back there with the crowd again. It'll Colorado, be fun. The third-place team in the Western Conference, despite Dan's disappointment all season long. I cannot believe they're the third-best team in the West. Coming off it just a, blows my mind. Coming off a 3-0 loss to Seattle last night. First loss in the last 12 matches. Only yeah. the fifth loss of the entire campaign. They are the lowest-scoring team of the top four in the Western Conference, but they are 6-4-3 and three on the road this season. Haven't got so much as a point in Minnesota since 2018, though. So I'm a little worried about this one. Um, Same. You talk All about guys are missing and what we talk Renoso about. Renoso out and then you yeah, then you're missing Boxel and Metanair. You know, it and I know Brent Coleman's a, is is a very good uh third center back. And I'm a little more concerned probably about DJ Taylor, assuming he'll be the one on the right side. That concerns me because he's very inexperienced and um so I'm concerned about that. And I'm concerned about the fact that we can't score goals. So yeah. our defense will be depleted. We we can't we can't score goals, so I'm really concerned about this. And, and if you don't get three points at home against Colorado, man, this thing's starting to feel like a nosedive. And, and man, it's going to be hard to stop that momentum rolling the wrong way if, if you keep if you keep struggling. So I, I'm hoping that this team, you know, gets back home. They find they find that that whatever it is they're missing the the fire the competitive nature a little tenacity and they and they fight their way through it and get a win against Colorado but I got to tell you it doesn't doesn't feel right right now no it certainly doesn't um, yeah it's I, they absolutely need a win going into this next couple of weeks because as I mentioned last week seven games in October as we close down this stretch of the season you've already played one of them you got six left in the in the, what the last twenty-one days of the month, that's going to be an insane stretch of games. Yeah, insane, insane stretch of three weeks to try and fit in six games. It's just going to be in a nonstop rush of games, and that leads us perfectly into time to predict the schedule. Dan, you ready for this? Yeah, I don't know if I am or not. Let's bring it. Let's bring it. I don't, you know, I don't have to remember what I said the last time we did this, do I? 
Nope, because I, I didn't I, write that down in solid. Because I don't remember. This time, <laughs> this time we've got spreadsheets, Dan. We're going to keep I, this down wow. all season long, or for the rest of the season, because we're going to do this every week from here on out as we go down the stretch. All these, we'll keep these throughout the year, or for throughout the rest of the season, and we'll keep track. So, let's get it started, Dan. Sunday, October 10th, Colorado Rapids come to town. What are you predicting? Uh, this is tough. This is tough. And when we did this a couple weeks ago, it wasn't so tough because they were playing pretty good at that time. I don't, as much as I don't think Colorado's the third best team in the league, I just, I'm not confident in the way we're playing. I'm going to uh, predict a draw in that match. Yeah, you got a draw. Yeah, that's kind of how I'm feeling. It doesn't feel like one that they can win because of all the guys they're missing now and the way they've played over the yeah. last couple games. It I mean, I, they, they shouldn't they shouldn't lose at home, but I, it's hard for me to see a major change from the last two matches without the pieces in there where they're going to find a, enough goals to win. So I'm, I guess that's an optimistic draw. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping, as I think you and I discussed before the uh, D.C. match, or the no, just before – the broadcast of the FC Dallas match is that at this point of the season, and I mentioned it earlier today, it doesn't matter about how pretty it is. Just get a one nil win. It doesn't matter how you get it. Just get a goal in and play the yeah. shutout defense you've been playing all season long and hope that can get you higher <laughs> in the standings and continue your run into the playoffs. But yeah. I just don't know how you do it. I mean, Colorado, they're only going to be missing Kellen Acosta because he's out with U.S. men's national team play. I mean, if he wasn't, he'd be out with a red card suspension. But they're only going to be really missing Kellen Acosta from their squad on Sunday. So that's going to be almost a near full-strength Colorado Rapids. Yeah. Like they said we might we might be fortunate to get a draw to that one. So well, I don't know. They then, they then followed up with one of the worst teams in the league, the expansion side, Austin FC, their first trip down to Austin, down to Q2 Stadium, I believe is what it's called. It's where the U.S. men's national team will be playing on Thursday mm-hmm. evening against Jamaica. Dan, your thoughts on that one? Well, they'll have every, they should have everybody back by then. Uh, so I would uh, I would assume I think so. I know I don't think, I don't know how quick of a turnaround it'll be for them because I think like Boxy was playing what just his second match was Tuesday, so he'd be back. So hopefully, I I know they'll have some of them back. But anyway, I think they win in Austin. I just yeah. I can't I'm not because if if we're gonna if we're not we're gonna pick them to lose to Austin at this season's crucial done. point in the season, then why are we doing this? Let's just go home because yeah. it's done. They so, yeah, they've got to win. Season's done. Yeah, they've got to win in Austin. So I'm predicting a win. I know they've been pretty bad on the road this season, even against teams that they should generally beat because you know, we just went down to Dallas, and that's mm-hmm. a team you should beat, and you still couldn't find a way to even basically control the match. You really right. didn't look like your side, and you had what's considered your best lineup on the field couldn't do it so i'm a little nervous about that aspect but i think they can pull out a win against one of the worst teams in the western conference Mm -hmm. Uh, so that'll we're both eve or we're both the same thinking they're drawing a win so they're 11 9 and 9 at that point going into a home match against one of the better sides in the league a side that's been sneakily good all season long been quietly good the philadelphia union a tough one because yeah they really They almost, because they played so poorly on the road, and by the way, if they win in Austin, that'll only be their third road win of the season. Because they've played so poorly on the road, they're going to have to almost win out at home, you know, for this season not to be a disaster. I mean, and we've already given them a draw at home. I know. So 
it, that Philadelphia, it's a Wednesday match. It's the middle. I just don't know how Philadelphia is very good. I'm going to say draw again. Yeah. Yeah. Philadelphia has been so good this season. Just, they haven't been lighting it up like they were last season because they're missing. They, they got rid or they sold off uh, Mark McKenzie and Brandon Aronson, but they just keep just rolling along with new guys from from their youth academy and just keep looking as good as they do. Jim Cullen, yeah. one of the longest tenured coaches in the league for a reason. He just has a really good philosophy in the way they play. And I mean, they went toe to toe with Club America, and the scoreline doesn't show up, but they really did go toe to toe with them. So I, yeah. know, I think it's a draw as well, and that'd be a really disappointing pair of home games there. Colorado Rapids and Philadelphia Union only getting two points out of those six, considering how close the Western Conference is right. going down the rest of the season. Followed up three days later at home against LAFC. At that point in the season, I'm going to assume that LAFC will have uh, pretty much packed their bags and are just ready to go home. So I'm going to say they win against LAFC at home. I'm kind of along the same mind as you on that one. Um, I don't see... Uh, hold on, let me change... Did I change it already? I don't know. My <clears throat> spreadsheet isn't working. Whatever. I think LAFC are just going to pack it in at this point. Um, I don't see them winning uh, that much down the stretch as their side that has really struggled this season. Um, yeah, they're they're out of the playoffs already at this point in time. They're still trying to claw their way back in, but it's a side that's so, been just so discombobulated this season that I think the I think the Loons can take advantage of it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? It's just the schedule is just really hard to pick. It really is. Yeah. All right. So then next up is a trip out to Vancouver Whitecaps. I don't think they've been to Canada since 2019. It's been a while. And and this would be, if, if they do win in Austin, they'd be trying to win their fourth road game of the season. And I got to tell you, I just don't feel good. I, I'm going to pick them to lose that one. At, okay, yeah. The way they've struggled on the road, I just the don't think... they played that, against Vancouver earlier this season. Yeah, I just really can't pick... A, I, I, I hate to say it, but I don't think they win that road match. I'm going to differ with you a little bit. That game will mean so much. I think there will be at least a little bit of fight. You're coming off the LAFC win. I'm hoping they can pull out a draw in that one. I don't see a road win just with how they played on the road this season. I'm hoping they can pull out a draw. I'm, I'm guessing my numbers aren't working. My spreadsheet skills aren't working here. Whatever on the the records, we'll get that fixed later. Uh, so we both, well, you have two wins, a loss, and two draws. I have two wins and three draws at this point. So Sporting Kansas City, the final home game of the season. Yikes. I think they'll win that. Those last three home games, or the last four home games of the season are rough. Yeah, yeah, but I think they'll win that. You know, they, they, they'll know that they're, at this point, we will know that there won't be a home playoff game. It'll be the last one at home. Uh, the weather might be horrible. Who knows? I just think that they will go out with a win at, at Allianz Field. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the way that game will play out on Halloween afternoon, I guess it will be at that point. Um, I think the the uh, the I keep wanting to say the wolves for something. The loons uh, will find. A, I don't know, Dan. It's it's been a long day. Uh. I've got a root canal tomorrow. I've got a lot on my mind right now. <laughs> I think they find a way to pull out a win against Sporting Kansas City to close out the home portion of your schedule. Meaning, probably because of how things will play out, uh, that final Sunday of the season out in LA, of course, will be a pivotal match probably battling for the last playoff spot against the Galaxy. 
Okay, on the count of three, we're both going to say our picks so we know that we aren't trying to play off each other, okay? Okay. All right, one. What I'm going to pick yet. So oh, yeah, you, you make up your mind. You got to know. Oh, I'm trying to figure it out because I don't. Because LA Galaxy have just been tanking the past couple weeks. So it's really hard to figure out where they are. Well, there could be a lot. Both teams' season could be right. The playoffs could be riding on this. It's seven I mean, games. And these it two still feels like three months away with how these, how these seven weeks will play out. This could be a winner is in, loser is out game. Oh, how amazing would that be? It really could be. I wouldn't oh. be surprised. Anyway, you ready? Yeah, no. <laughs> I can't yeah. pick what I want to do. Yes, I'm ready. All right. Three. Three, two, two one, win. Draw. Ooh, you're going to win. I'm going win. Why do you think a win at LA Galaxy? Um, because I think it's. I think I really do. I think this is going to come down to, for at least one of the teams, or both of them, it's going to be a play. This is going to be a, like a play-in game, like a playoff game. And <clears throat> I just don't think LA is that scary. And yeah, they're in LA. I just, I think the team. I, I maybe it's just positive. You know, it's just hopeful. But I'm, I'm hoping that at the end there, they can win one at home against a good team, win to make sure they're in the playoffs, and go into the playoffs with a little momentum. And and you know, I, I hope I'm right. But boy, it's this. You said we're going to do this again because if all of a sudden they come out and they uh, they get just blown out by Colorado. We may this those numbers may look a lot different next week. So yeah, absolutely. So you end their season with four wins, two draws, and a loss. I end the season rather positively somehow, three wins and four draws. I don't know that I <laughs> I don't know that what I picked is good enough to get into the playoffs. How this is playing out? Vancouver's I, all of a sudden streaking somehow, despite being at one point in the season one of the worst teams in the Western well, Conference, and. Yeah, I don't know that four wins and a draw, somehow getting out of the final seven games without a loss is good enough to get in the playoffs. I, I think one thing we can agree on is that this team is no gimme that they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. They put themselves in a position now where uh, they've got some tough matches coming down the stretch, and it's I just – you know what? I'll be thrilled if, if on decision day they've got a spot locked down. Man, that that would be great. That'd be like that'd be like just the biggest part of the season. So yeah, it'd be such a relief. Uh, it would be if they can go out to LA and not have to win to get in. Yeah. That would be great. But boy, the way it's looking right now, it's more than likely that decision day is going to be huge for Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, it's probably going to be deciding whether you're going to Sporting Kansas City or going to Colorado in that first round of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So I think at that point in the year, I'd rather go to Sporting Kansas City just because based off weather. Yeah, I don't know. It's just that time of year, yeah, but I don't know. It's just to see how we do against those two teams down the stretch. We'll see them both. So. Right. All right, we're getting towards the end of the show here. We've probably got about 20 minutes left. Let's take a quick look across the league. Once again, just want to remind you you're listening to Loon Talk. Go give us a rating, a review, and a subscri- uh, subscription anywhere you find your podcast. does help us get found. We also do post the video version of this over on Score North's YouTube channel. Go watch us. Over there, give us a rating as well over there. U.S. Men's National Team in action twice in between now and our next recording. Thursday night versus Jamaica in Austin, 6.30 p.m. for that one. And then Sunday night at Panama, or down in Panama at 5 p.m. couple of must-win games for the U.S. Men's National Team. I believe they will win them just based off the opponents. Panama have actually been playing well in these first couple games in World Cup qualifying, but 
Hopefully, this U.S. men's national team, which did call back in Weston McKinney, that's probably the biggest note, uh, besides Christian Pulisic and Gio Reyna missing due to injury. Apparently, there's a possibility Christian Pulisic might be able to come in later. We'll see, but uh, probably the biggest note going into this one was whether Weston McKinney would be called in based off of what he did to get himself kicked out of the camp last time around. (laughs) Didn't know if he'd ever be back. Right. He is back in. I think they can win those two games. Hopefully get them at least seven points. That might come up and write that down. Who knows? Um, But hopefully they can get a couple wins in these next three games. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, they're a little unpredictable too, but I think they're they're in a better position than they were – a year ago, I think the yeah. club is is they have at least I think I think they're they're more cohesive as a unit. I think they know a little bit more about what they need to do, what their goals are, how they're going to play, how to play it. I just think this team is I think they're trending upwards. So yeah, I agree. Uh, big news around Minnesota United coming back to them a little bit. Da, da, da. Uh, Andy Greeter was among the many who got. Uh, I think the news release as well last week, but he tweeted out Minnesota United owner Bill McGuire and MLS commissioner Don Garber will be at Allianz Field for a special announcement Tuesday, a.k.a. at the time of the recording tomorrow uh, per news releases. And if reports from, said Andy Greeter, from earlier this year are still true and every and we have every right to believe because I believe we've heard uh, something to the similar that it's probably likely that it will be the 2022 MLS All-Star Game being announced that it will be at Allianz Field. And if that's the case, holy crap, that's going to be amazing. Kind of, sort of, likely, maybe could happen, probably will happen. Yeah, yeah we'll find out tomorrow. From but, everything um, that people have heard, probably. Yeah, and, and I, I, we don't know the format for sure, um, but what I saw was a very creative, well-done skills competition. Oh, I love the skills competition that they've and the past two years. Th- yeah, th- I thought they came up with some really cool ideas, and that alone might be more fun, uh, especially if you have kids that play soccer, young players. That alone might be a better evening than than the game itself. So, yeah, yeah this is a big deal. Um, I've been to uh, – when it's been in Minnesota, I've been to the uh, Major League Baseball All-Star Game, NHL All-Star Game. Not the NBA All-Star Game. That was quite a while ago, but – um, so they're, they're fun. They're, they're kind of a once in a, I wouldn't say once in a lifetime, but just about, you know, that you have them in your city. So yeah, that'll be fun. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that's, that's a, there's plenty of Minnesota players involved in it and that'll make it a good night. So yeah, should be fun. If that is in fact the announcement, I, really I mean, if, yeah, if that's it, it we're would be just awesome guessing if it is, um, but yeah, if, <laughs> Whenever the MLS All-Star Game comes to town, I mean, it has to because it's Allianz Field. It's one of the best stadiums in the in the league. Um, probably should at least have, host the All-Star Game at some point. But, yeah, it would be a great night. Um, we already know Wednesday's results across the league, so we won't delve into those. Big ones from Saturday and Sunday in MLS. Austin FC getting a surprise 2-1 win over Rail Salt Lake. Minnesota's Big chance surprise. to jump over them. They Big surprise. Accomplish that. Vancouver. They got a surprising 3-0 win over San Jose as Vancouver continues to be in hot form lately. Portland get a not-so-surprising 1-0 victory over Inter-Miami. And then LA Galaxy, LAFC battle it out to a 1-1 draw in LA. Uh, Meaning the top four in the Western Conference have kind of separated themselves. Seattle now sit on 54 points, Kansas City 52, Colorado 48, Portland 46. So Colorado and Portland will probably be swapping positions throughout the last couple weeks of the season 
And then there's a seven-point drop-off from fourth to fifth, so that's kind of separated itself at this point now. Yeah. As Salt Lake now sit on 39, or still sit on 39. LA Galaxy on 39 as well, Minnesota 38, and then Vancouver on 37. Vancouver are the first time yeah, out of the playoffs. Close. It is really close. It's Minnesota tight. Just a point outside, or from dropping outside of the playoffs. Then LAFC are right after Vancouver by three points. San Jose behind LAFC by one point, and then Dallas, Houston, and Austin from 28 points down. I just, like, I'll say it again. I don't see how this, this, the final playoff spot. It could be two spots. There could be two spots in the West on the line on decision day. Absolutely, yeah, easily. I, and it's fun when it gets that close. I just wish that we were in that group that separated themselves up at the top there. It'd feel a lot better, probably, wouldn't it? Those four probably feel like, yeah, we've got our playoff spot locked up at this point. I, mean, I they, think they, they you technically know, you, could drop out, but you probably feel at this point, especially if you're Seattle, you're within yeah. the game of locking up your actual playoff spot. But if you're Seattle and Kansas yeah. City, Colorado and Portland, you're probably thinking, okay, we've got seven points between us and fifth place. We're yeah, probably pretty good at this point. And they're not going to take their foot off the gas, but no, you can sure. start looking ahead and deciding which players need a rest before the playoffs and, and which players have a little bit of injuries when, and you can find a spot to rest them. And it just changes your whole mindset, even though they don't have it locked up. But you know, unless they just completely fall apart, they're going to be in the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, it, it would make it – that's a luxury that you don't get too often. And um, Minnesota's – not going to have that luxury, and they're going to have to throw everything they can out there for the next eight matches if they're going to make the playoffs. You know what luxury I don't have anymore? What's that? A two-point lead on you and write that down. <laughs> All right. It's time for Write That Down, our weekly prediction segment where we each make three soccer-related predictions. At least one of them has to be a Minnesota United-related prediction. We'll keep track of the correct predictions throughout the year. We'll call those correct predictions goals, and the most goals at the end of the year wins the very coveted golden boot. So, Dan, uh, before we get to our predictions, and this week you start off, sir, no defending on my part this time. Let's get to an accountability session. In this one, there's a lot of red and just one green. Just one just one That's green. it. Let's pull down the graphic here. Mm-hmm. All right, Dan. Let's let's read through these quick. I had two come off the board. I said Ramon Abila will play against Minnesota. I was confident he would play. And I said, but he will not score <laughs> or assist versus Minnesota. Had I just kept it to not scoring or assisting, I would have gotten the point. But I had to be emphatic that he would play. So get that one wrong. <sighs> I did say Cruz Azul will beat Columbus in the Campeones Cup. Columbus get a shocking win there. Uh, Dan, you defended me on, or yeah, sort of I, did a weird defense on that. I made a mistake. We'll win by a shutout against Columbus. So I was, I was in such a score. hurry. I was in such a hurry to try and counter you. I didn't think it through. <laughs> so that was a bad one. Yeah. Cross that one off. That was a mistake. You said Minnesota will win against DC United. They didn't. You said mm-hmm. LA galaxy will lose to rail salt Lake. Uh, they did. I don't know why I have that in red. So you, Technically, you have two greens. Excuse me. Okay. Um, you said in the month of September, Minnesota United will score will score no more than ten goals. They scored five to be exact. So congratulations. That's there. no more than that's no more than ten. That is no more than ten. <laughs> well, you did say the Loons will finish the month of September in fifth in the Western Conference. I believe they finished sixth. So. I felt really good about that one. Had they been at the time I made that pick, solitary point out of DC, that you would have been correct on that. That was a month ago. I felt good about that, but yeah. no. No. So that means our standings, which won't be actually correct because I got one wrong there in the 
in the right that in the accountability session. We're dead even now. Sixteen to sixteen right. as we head down the final couple weeks of the There season. we go. Just the way we would have predicted it, as I have fourteen goal or fourteen <clears throat> predictions still left on the board, you have seven. There's parody in the league. All <laughs> right, so you were going first, right? Go ahead. No, you're going first because I went what? first last week. Yep. Oh man. All right. Nice try. Um <laughs> I saw what you're trying to do. All right, here's what I'm going. All right. I, got, I have like five of them, and then I figured I'd, <laughs> by attrition, start crossing things off. Okay. Um, I, I just want to find some things. <sighs> that one won't work. See? Cross that one off. Okay, which one do I go with first? All right. Um, Minnesota United will not have a playoff spot clinched before decision day. Ooh, I like it. Write, write that down. That means, ooh. That means that Galaxy game will be so much fun. It'll be great. I would love... As much as I would hate that as a fan, I would love that as a commentator. As someone who gets to broadcast and, like, watch the other scores and pop into the broadcast. It's fun. Yeah. All right. I love that. I love that. Write that down. Uh, Only one goal, Dan, will be scored on Sunday at Allianz Field during the 90 minutes. A goal that will count, obviously. Only one goal. Ooh. I don't know who... So you're predicting a 1-0 win. By someone. Okay. I couldn't tell you who. Because neither team is really good at scoring goals I, this season. So. You write that down. I will tell you who it will be. <laughs> okay. Number two, against Colorado, Robin Lode will score a goal. How's that? So now you know who it's going to be. Finland. Oh, Did shoot. Write that one down? No, 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 no. <laughs> I should have let you go with that. No. Yeah, no, I'm not paying I, attention. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't do that. I forgot he was on the list of guys that were. Oh, man. It's very frustrating. I mean, unless he stays, that'd be. No, he's not staying. Now. No, he's not. He's not staying. So. Um, score some goals for Finland. See, when I wrote these down, which was like two days ago, I forgot about the players because I had one in here about uh, Buckeye DeBassi. <laughs> well, he's still here. And he'll be here. So, and then I had one about. Uh, about Metonair. So I got to let me just do some scribbling here. Okay, so I'm going to change that one. Okay, so I'm on my number two. Yep. Okay. Too much information. <laughs> We're going to see if we can make this one last an hour and a half. I have not been drinking alcohol. <laughs> just feels like it. Okay, so this one's okay. So Bakai Debasi uh-huh. will play every minute left in this season for Minnesota. Whoa. Okay. Write I that like down. That. That's a lot of work for me, but I like it. I like making work for you, Root Canal Boy. Oh, I'm excited for 10.45 tomorrow morning. Let's do this. Okay, number two. All right. Number two from number you. Number two for me. U.S. Men's National Team will take at least Don't seven points from their next three matches. Oh. Okay, I had one very similar. Okay. For my third one. Your third and final right. That I simply had Minnesota. Or Minnesota. I need to go to bed. U.S. men's national team will get wins against Jamaica and Panama. And Panama. Okay. They'll win both those. Yeah. I like it. So get at least. So six. we're similar, but not we're similar, but not exactly the same. So I like it. Last time out, I said Ricardo Pepe will score in one of the three games. Uh, I have something similar. I'm not going to do the exact same because probably okay. shouldn't do that. I'm going to say Ricardo Pepe will score in this upcoming window of matches for the U.S. men's national team. That leaves okay. The possibility that might one might get postponed. Who knows? Just in the upcoming window of matches, 
Ricardo Pepe will score because he scored in his debut, assisted in his debut, and is okay. basically scoring for Dallas. He's so. he's playing he's playing with confidence and he's yeah. So all right, write that down. Write that down. That is that has, it? Yep, that has been write that down for this week. We will keep track of those predictions. As we battle it out for the Golden Boot this year, we're each on 16 goals heading down into the final, what, month of the season now. Until That's we get the playoffs. That's all we uh, got left. Playoffs. That's all we have uh, playoffs for this week. <laughs> Exciting game coming up Sunday. Meaningful I game. hope. Loon's missing a handful of players. Hopefully they'll have Emmanuel Reynoso. We'll find out that. Keep up to date. Uh, we'll keep you up to date throughout the week as well as MNUFC.com. We'll keep you up to date on that as well. Oh, uh, that would have been a good write that down. Emmanuel Reynoso will play. Emmanuel Reynoso will not have his appeal overturned. Hey, listeners, if you want a goal this year, hint, hint, tweet it at us. At John Harrison 90 at Dan Terhar, tweet it at us. Maybe we'll get it in. Maybe. In time. All right, that has been right or er, Loon Talk for this week. Give us a rating, a review, and a subscription anywhere you find your podcast. Dan I thought we were good week. enough. Yeah, we are good enough. We're good enough. Not good, not we'll great. See. We're good enough. Not MLS final worthy, but Western Conference final worthy. We're good enough. We got 56 minutes out of a 3-2 loss and a nil-nil loss. That's hard work. Keep in mind, it was a nil-nil loss, not a draw. It felt like a loss. That's dedication, so. All right. Can't wait (laughs) for Saturday. Have a good week. Sunday. We'll talk to you Sunday. 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 At 3. 3 o'clock. Yep. 2.30 pregame on Score North. Ding, ding, ding. Dan sent him off for the night. Wow. All right, everybody have a great night. Have a great week. Can't wait. Go Loons, and um, just be good enough. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.